breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, a host of Gun Talk heard right here on Keel. Tom Gresham joining us this morning. Tom, good morning. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day this morning to talk with us. Well, good morning. We are at the NRA annual meetings in Indianapolis. About to kick it off here this morning. Oh, it's going to be fun. Louisiana lawmakers proposing a bill to hold gun owners responsible if their gun is stolen from an unlocked car. Um, Mm -hmm. How big a problem is this for you? Well, it's idiotic. How's that? Uh, (laughs) That's good. Thank you. let's Let's just cut to the chase. There are already laws that... Uh, govern negligence and so you know you can be charged with negligence if you are in fact negligent but this is one of those interesting things that i would love for someone to ask this legislator who handed you this piece of legislation which of the gun ban organizations handed this to you because this is what they do they go state to state and they hand these kinds of uh pieces of legislation to people so they can introduce them nobody came up with this on their own this was given to them by some one of the gun ban groups this was, and, and this look, was tried in Shreveport last year, and it and it failed. But I believe New Orleans has implemented a law like this. Is this something that's kind of spreading the nation? Oh, yeah. They're trying it everywhere. Look, here's the thing. Anything that's introduced in Louisiana has already been introduced in a number of states because there literally are people funded by Michael Bloomberg, the billionaire, who go state to state, and they meet with legislators and say, look, here's a piece of legislation. Here's a gun ban. Here's a restriction. Here's a uh, gun-free zone law. Here's some, I mean, They have a whole stack of these things and try to get them to introduce this, this legislation. But let's talk about this one in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, one of the issues here, no one's thinking about this. You know that the state, with its laws, forces people to leave guns in cars. What? Because you're, oh yeah, you're carrying your gun legally. Mm-hmm. And then you go to a place where they have a no gun sign. What do you have to do? Oh, you got to leave it in your you car. You have to oh, leave it in your car. Point. That's a great point. Oh, yeah. Another thing people to leave guns in their cars. Another big point is that if this law is enacted, and we got this message from a couple of people this morning, that if my gun is stolen and then you're going to hold me responsible, I'm just not going to report it stolen. Well, there's that. Uh, there's also, I mean, on the face of it, you have somebody who is a victim of a crime, and now you're going to make them supposedly responsible for another crime that they didn't commit. I mean, on the face of it, it's ludicrous, but it is very much within the culture of we're not going to hold law-abiding uh, our criminals responsible. We're going to try to make law-abiding people responsible for the acts of criminals. I mean, I, I would hope, and I assume Louisiana's got enough sense to just knock this one down and it just doesn't go anywhere. Well, hopefully so. Tom, this reminds me of the law of like a bartender being held responsible if he overserves a customer and then that customer goes out and uh, causes a, you know, a fatal crash to somebody. How does this law differ from that? Well, on the face of it, first of all, let's start off with you are, you know, we do have a Second Amendment right to have a gun. So there's nothing in drinking that's covered by that. 
but we can go further than that. This is just part of an overall arching momentum, if you will, a movement to try to make gun ownership as difficult and as onerous as possible. It's scary. And to the point where you said people will either not report guns or the real goal here. I mean, let's not lose sight of what the real goal here is. The real goal here is to make people afraid to have guns at all, to carry their guns, to have a gun in their car. This is not about trying to make people responsible. You know, if the Louisiana legislature wants to stop people from leaving guns in unlocked cars, they could put a half a million or a million bucks into a public service announcement campaign to educate the public about this. That would actually have legs and would have some impact. But, oh, no, we're just going to pass some stupid thing that says you can be held. I mean, it's not just you're going to be held legally responsible. You would be committing a felony. You could be charged with a felony. If you become a victim of a crime, how crazy is that? This is absurd. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like you. I hope it doesn't go any place. Are these laws, Tom, that are being passed in these wacko states like California, are they driving people out of those states in record numbers? Are you seeing that? Oh, I hear it all the time on the radio show. People call me and say, yeah, you know, I, I'm out of here. This, this is one step too far, whether it's California or Oregon or um, uh, Washington on and on, people say, you know, I could put up with the nonsense until they got to that, and I'm just not going to live in this mess anymore. I mean, here's the latest one that just broke this morning. I saw another lawsuit, and now they are filing suit against companies and also the marketing director of gun companies because supposedly they are marketing guns in such a way that makes them attractive to people who would misuse guns. So that's all that is is a chilling effect of saying, okay, if you work at a gun company, even in the marketing department, we're going to charge you or we're going to file a lawsuit against you and be, oh, I don't know, a $100 million lawsuit or something. So this is what these people are doing these days. Is the next step, if if someone breaks into my house and takes my gun, then I'm responsible too? Is that is that coming? Oh, absolutely. It's already a law in some places. If you don't have it locked up in your house. If somebody breaks into your house and steals your gun, then somehow you have become responsible for everything that happens with that gun. Notice now, they don't do the same thing if somebody steals your car. Oh, I was just about to go there. I was just about to bring that up. But, Tom, I want my gun handy out in case I'm in danger. I want the gun out on my side table when I go to bed at night. And I don't want it in a locked box. I mean, that's what you've told me all these years. If it's not available to you, it does you no good. Now, now, on the other hand, as a responsible gun owner, you don't leave a loaded gun in your house when you're not there. Right. Where people could get to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Either unload it or stick it in a locked box. If you're in the immediate control of the gun, it could be, should be, in my case, it always is loaded and ready to go but I'm not going to leave it in my house. So if somebody breaks in, they can take it. And once again, that's where education comes in. You know, they keep telling us education works. How about spend some dollars on this and educate people on safe gun storage? This bill has no chance in Louisiana. I mean, we have a super majority in both houses now. Not a chance of passing, correct? Correct. It's not going anywhere. But what it is, and I'm glad you guys are talking about it, 
it is a chance to hold up to everybody what's actually going on from the gun ban organizations out there. And they are spending millions of dollars to introduce these kinds of things. And if you're not paying attention, these kind of things can and do slip through in the legislature sometimes. But you made a great point earlier. They're just doing everything they can to make it as hard as possible to own and carry a gun. Well, and sometimes they will actually say it. They'll slip up and say, yes, of course, the goal is to get rid of all the guns. And then one of the other gun banners says, oh, shh, 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 don't say that. We can't say that. We're only after the, oh, yeah, the bad guns. You know, they categorize there are good guns and bad right. guns. Well, of course, yeah. that's idiotic, but that's their plan is we'll frighten people about one particular category of gun, get them to agree to the, agree to the idea that there are good guns and bad guns. And then, of course, the category of bad guns is infinitely expandable. Right. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty. By the way, if you watch that video, it's pretty funny mm-hmm. for about thirty six seconds. <laughs> and then oh my gosh, that guy drive it'll drive you nuts. Yeah. Yeah. He's, but it's very it's in anyway. Oddballs, yeah. It, it's it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh for how was your weekend? We haven't really talked it's it's so funny. Look, let me state this. Mm-hmm. When I get in and you're you're usually already here. Yes. Working. Mm-hmm. And then Ruben comes in and you guys are and, 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 and there's no conversation that goes on. We're working, yeah. We're working. Yeah. You you could get harmed if you start chit chatting. Well I learned that. <laughs> I, I, I learned I, that. Ruben and I express I, one or two words when he walks in the door. I'm transmitting. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah, Hi, how howdy, you doing? Yeah. Good. <laughs> And then we get at it. <laughs> do you have this one? Do you want to transmit this one? Yeah, yeah. go ahead and transmit go, that one. Go. Go. Yeah, do this. Yeah, that's that's all we say. <laughs> and yeah. then we do our do our stuff. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, hey, did you see that show on Netflix? Baby. And then we hit, Shut we up. throw hot coffee on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going in the other room. Chit chat time is not. So we, we don't catch chit-chat. up until now. I so, know. Yeah. I know. Um, I went to the Bozier Barksdale Market. I guess Sunday they do, they're doing that every Sunday. It was windy and cool, but I got some of those little bitty pickles. I got some great lemonade. I got a big pack of, um. You got gherkins? The little bitty, yeah, they're beautiful. Then they're cucumbers. cucumbers. Yeah. Okay. Did I say pickles? Yeah, they're cucumbers. I got a big pack of, uh, salad fixings because I'm eating a lot of salad. I got just some beautiful things. The jellies, I'll regret not buying that watermelon jelly. I'm sorry if you're the watermelon jelly seller. I should have bought it. <laughs> Save me one next weekend, please. I love jelly, and I'm out. And I thought I forgot to so buy I jelly. Can't have it anymore? Yeah, you can't have the jelly. But I had that that fresh squeezed lemonade. Oh my gosh! Can't have it. You can't have that either. Because <laughs> you watch them it scoop sucks. the sugar in it. Oh, oh yeah. And then I did um I did two a day swimming Saturday. One friend wanted to go at eight in the morning. Another friend wanted to go at three in the afternoon. So I said, okay, I'll go with both of you. And so I went at eight in the morning, and then I went back again and did another. So four hours on Saturday with you know working out i'm like i don't know this woman i don't i really don't i don't know <laughs> good and then for you went back sunday and did it again so i friday i went home and got my front yard completely done oh, 
Got nice. it n- mowed and trimmed, did all the trim work. and oh, You had a guy come over and do it? No, no, I like to do my own yard. That's crazy. I do. I love doing because because exactly for this reason. Yeah. I love when it's done. Oh. And I love how I do it. Okay. You know. You're, so the, you're the best at it. I, when, just, yes. I just like it. I've got it all trimmed. Uh, of course, you know, my wife went out of town on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get that done. And then we had breakfast Saturday morning. I love this tradition that my mom and my sister and I are doing mm-hmm. breakfast on Saturdays. Nice, you know, it is nice. nice. We all we live within a three block peer, uh, okay. you know, area of each other, and so um, we went to uh, Strawn's there. And, and nice, had, yeah. That's my mom loves going there. I did spring cleaning but, but, too, by the way. Well, I, what I was going to say is it was supposed to rain Saturday. Hmm. So my sister and I both were like, I got to get the backyard done. She goes, yeah, I got to mow. So when we got finished, we're like, I'm going to hurry up and get home yeah. and mow <laughs> and before the rain comes. Right. Aaron, Saturday was absolutely gorgeous. It was pretty. It, <laughs> it was really like, was. I, well, at least I got the yard already done. Yes. I didn't have it yes. hanging over me. But got, got uh, My son helped me. I have a staircase closet in my house, and I got all the junk. My son helped me get it all the junk out, and I was working on it while he was away. So I put all... <laughs> You you found your FCC license. I did. I found my I found my ACT score. And anybody who knows me knows I'm not. I can't count. I have tr- my highest ACT score was math. Who knew? <laughs> I couldn't yeah, believe I, it. I don't even but know where the, mine is. The point I was getting at: I pushed all the stuff that is just trash over by my trash can. All that's going out to the trash. Okay, and then. I have to go work out again in the afternoon while my son comes home and he's finishing getting everything out. And then when I come home, he put everything that I was in my trash pile back in the closet. <laughs> no. <laughs> now you got to go back through all of it. Now it was in boxes to throw away. So I said, look, that box is trash. That box is trash. But, uh, but I found all my kids report cards and my report cards from high school. Oh my and Lord. I mean, I had a, I had a kind of like a, a lock box thing in there that we, I didn't realize was in there and I hadn't put it all in my safe yet. So I moved it all to the safe, but uh, my report weekend. cards, I don't, you can't even tell where I erased. Uh, and, you changed the D to a B? With a number two pencil, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or an F to a B. Wow, well, there you I go. really well in this. Yeah, you were doing great. So I had a I had an eventful weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, your FCC license, the third class radio operator's license yes. that we all used to have to get. Right. Mine looked way different. Mine was like a smaller card that was just... Mine was big, and yeah, I yeah looked I like an official certificate. I didn't put the whole thing on there because it I had noticed. my personal info, but I, uh, you know, my weight and all that, stuff, which is a little bit different now. Did it really? Oh yeah, it had my eye color, height, weight, all that. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. So I said I'm not putting all that out there because it'd be like, oh, that's a different. You, you weigh a little different now. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't <laughs> we all? I who knew I saved that. You know, I, I saved some I, I, weird I drunk. wish I w- still had mine. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm sure it's long gone. Oh, probably. But it was interesting that I found that I thought, this is pretty cool. We found letters. My son found letters that Edwin Edwards had written to me. He went, what was he writing to you for? I said, well, we had a, you know, not, we had a, a professional relationship for a lot of, long time since I was 16 years old. And anytime I needed some help, I would send him a letter. And he always wrote me back. Wow. Give him to his credit. So. Oh, anyway, it was a good weekend. Lots of stuff happening. Hmm. I just, I, I was about to say something. I don't, dead gum, gosh, 
Tosh, Tosh. You'll think of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, news, traffic, and weather coming up. And we spoke with uh, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith, and uh, you'll hear that conversation at 640. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Last week at the luncheon that we went to, business luncheon that they do it monthly, uh, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith made an offhand comment during his monthly report that kind of caught Aaron and I got our got our antennas perked up about the officer shortage. Hear what uh, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith has to say about that shortage coming up right. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith. Chief, uh, at the uh, luncheon that we did earlier this week, you were giving the um, you guys I guess do a monthly update to the business yes, association, uh-huh. uh, and you ju- and you made the comment that you were one hundred forty five officers short now. Uh, that is that is correct. The last report we remember, Aaron and I both looked at each other. Our when jaws you said dropped. That. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I thought we were around 130 short. Have that we was, lost 15 officers in the, in a matter of a month? Uh, not exactly. That was a statistical uh, estimate. Uh, as of that date, when I made the report, uh, we had uh, 135 that was officially off the book. Uh, we have about seven or eight or so that has turn in that letter of intent to retire uh, very soon, and I know of three or four more uh, that has talked about it that for all intended purposes probably will uh, here before long. So that puts me at prospectively around mm-hmm. 145 or greater. How many do you How many do you typically get out of a class? 10? 15? We began a class uh, here in uh I think February was about 15, and I think about eight remain. So generally the uh, passing rate is around 50 or 60 percent. So you you can't keep up. No, it's difficult. It is a daunting task. How are you? Go ahead, Mike. What causes, uh, if you start with 15, uh, do do seven or so say this isn't for me? They can't hack it. You find out something in their past. What what causes uh, that attrition rate? Any particular reason that you can come up with, you're probably correct. Uh, that's what makes it difficult for me to maintain officers. Everyone in the state and the country knows that the best trained police officers around come from SPD. So the training is really really demanding. If you make it that. 18, 19 weeks, without a doubt, you're among the best of the best. And some people along the way uh, just find out that it's just not a fit. You have told us over and over and over again, we drag you in here all the time, and you have said you're working on uh, getting lateral moves from police officers, from other agencies. But I'm going to be quite blunt here, and, I, you know, I, you understand. When people look at making a lateral move to Shreveport, and they look at the stats and they look at your numbers, you really are facing an uphill battle when you're looking at even that too, right? I must agree. Uh, the majority of the laterals that we receive uh, come from smaller agencies uh, that obviously our benefit is a lot greater. Don't have Google? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You and, know? And they're looking for, you know, greater benefits and greater opportunities. Okay. And our administration, uh, the mayor, the council, do the best that they can, and they're constantly looking for uh, solutions and uh, better ways to bring better fit benefits to attract more police officers to our region. What are you, Chief Wayne Smith, doing to help boost the morale of your officers? Because they are running from call to call to call, burning out, um, seeing the the worst of our society. Yes, and it's a tough gig. What are you, are you putting some things in place to help our officers? I'm offering the best encouragement that I can. Uh, I'm working closely with our administration to examine the, the the whole picture to see where there's areas to improve uh, uh, benefits, uh, just everything that I possibly can to help boost morale and keep uh, officers here in Freeport. Aaron, you bring up a great point. You know, firefighters, everybody loves to see the fire department of come. Of course. You, you know, they're here to... to, mm-hmm. to you know, stop that situation, help you. Uh, police officers are entering a situation that is generally going to be at that person's probably worst moment in their life. Sure. And a police officer has to go in, whether it's a violent situation, a, a you know, dangerous situation, and then try to solve that. Mm-hmm. And that's there's a lot of stress involved in that. You bet. You bet. And it takes it takes a special kind of person, mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's I looked at it as a ministry. I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. It is a calling. You got to have the heart for this uh, policing anywhere in our country, and you got to look past the uh, the benefit, the pay, and genuinely in your heart care for people and wanting to help people. Mm-hmm. Let me I talked to you off the air to make sure you were okay with me asking you this and we'll you can tell me what you can and can't say. Uh KTAL was reporting last night that uh, uh some police officers had sued the city over their working during the pandemic. After Mayor per- former Mayor Perkins declared an emergency, um there are then uh uh, things that kick in where those officers are then because they're working overtime or extra time during an emergency situation where they're supposed to be getting time off and that they had not been getting time off. They sued. Now I believe they have won. What can you tell us about w- with regard to that? And I assume you're going to do everything to make sure that you're following the law. Absolutely. Uh, the administration is working hard to bring a, a resolve to this matter uh, during the pandemic. Uh, I think the question, the concern was, was City Hall uh, officially closed? Was it officially declared uh, inclement days where officers would be entitled to uh, additional pay or time off? Is your plan to give them time off if you ultimately lose this legal battle and don't appeal? Or would your plan be to give them uh, extra money? Well, I have to rely on the administration, uh, uh, whichever direction they decide to resolve this, then we will act appropriately uh, to make sure things are, are settled in the, in the best manner that's uh, uh, amenable to the officers. Okay. How many officers are are we do we have on staff on the street right now? Probably in the 50s and 60s. See, we have six different shifts that are offset to when they come to work to when they get off. So that number is constantly changing. I mean, in the department right now, uniformed officers, how many do we have on on staff? 
on staff? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, with total? With the police department, yeah. total. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, uh, 400 plus. I'm not sure of the exact uh, number, uh, but we're budgeted for 580. Okay. One more thing. The bond proposal that's up for reauthorization, there are two, three of these that impact your department. Okay. That are critical. I mean, I'm just going to give you a minute to, to plug those. Those are really police and fire uniforms and equipment, pensions, and your three platoon system totaling w- close to five million for your department. That's critical that these are renewed, correct? It is. It's very, very critical because this this has been the standard that everyone is accustomed to. And if uh, by chance something doesn't work out right Saturday, uh, the funding will have to come from somewhere. So cuts will have to be made in other areas to make this up. The three platoon system, uh, that enables us to have three shifts of officers around the clock. Mm-hmm. That's and, that's the election coming up on the 29th. You bet. But early voting starts tomorrow. So if yeah. you're not going to be around, you need to get out and vote. It's important. Absolutely. And I encourage everyone to uh, please assist us in this effort. Uh, uniforms and equipment, we have to be uh, equipped uh, to do our jobs. And as as everyone else uh, knows, uh, at some day we would like to retire from this job. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, retirement benefits is, is very, very crucial. Are you retiring anytime soon? Have you discussed it, thought about it yet? I, I hadn't thought about it. I love what I do, and I don't even think about retirement. I just think of each day as a, an awesome opportunity to do more for this city, and as long as health and strength allows me uh, to do that, mm-hmm. I want to give my life to service for One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty. Over the weekend, I I saw a post. Somebody posted on on Facebook. What is the most famous person you've talked to? And it was some of the responses were 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 interesting. But I I, I got to thinking. I thought, you know. It's not fair, you know, for me to compete in this. Oh, gosh, yeah. Because, yeah, you've had so many. Because with all the, you know, radio and then acting, I mean, I I, I was in a movie with Gerard Butler. Now, a lot oh. of people can go, I was in a movie with John, you know. Yeah. But if you sure. never did a scene, you never shot on the same day. You never talked to him, yeah. But, but I was on set with Gerard, made him laugh. He oh, came my. over and slapped me on the back and said, that was so funny. I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I made Gerard oh Butler laugh. Yeah. Yeah, there have been a bunch for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, over and, the and, years. And, and exactly. Between, your position. between radio, uh, work in the movies, and Geeked Con, yeah, it would be hard to pick. It's hard to pick. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah, Geeked Con. There's a lot of folks that have come through. Yeah. Oh. Mick Foley was a big one for me for Geek yeah, Con, the wrestler. Yeah. yeah. That was a huge one. I think my biggest is Paul McCartney. I mean, of course, Ooh. I've met a, a bunch of the presidents, but Paul McCartney, in terms of of artists, that was a pretty big one. See, but but when you say okay, say things like that, the most famous person, I, I want to say that would maybe remember the encounter. 
You know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah, no, no, like, no. like, like, especially in Shreveport. You know, a lot of, lot of. I mean, my gosh, Sandra Bullock and Kevin Costner. We've had oh, huge ones come through, big time. But and a lot of people go, "Can I get a picture?" Boom! You, mm, you know, sure. Yeah, you met Kevin Costner, right? But, like the one of the coolest moments for me was when we uh, went to see Garth Brooks, ba- yeah. and I mean this is back when he was first huge, mm-hmm. and we we did the whole radio promotion stuff. Went back to his dressing room. Hey, thank you. Signed some pictures for listeners. That kind of thing. Sure. Then we left. Right. Okay. He's the man's got things to do. Sure. <laughs> this is before the show. Yeah. So I went to the catering room mm-hmm. backstage. This is at the Hirsch. And I'm the only one in the room, fixed a plate of barbecue, and sat down at the table by myself in the room. Mm-hmm. In walks Garth. Mm. Hey, Mike, hold on a second. Fixes him a plate and sits down directly across the table from me. Wow. I'm having dinner with Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. <laughs> And outside, I'm like, well, so, uh, you know, you guys, it's, and he was married to Sandy at that time. Yeah. And and so I asked him about Sandy. Yeah, she's here. And then she comes in and she goes, and he says, hey, do you have, is, do you have that blue shirt that I was, and I'm like, this is, you know, he's a oh normal person. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, the memory on that man, though, oh. is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Because the next time he came, I got backstage, didn't even have tickets to the concert. Wow. He goes, Mike, good to see you again. I had Dina with me. He met her. We went to the, you know, got in the dressing room, mm-hmm. took pictures, left. Yeah. Didn't, didn't hang out. After the concert, we were slipping out the through the back again. Mm-hmm. Here comes Garth down the hallway, pouring down sweat after the show. Now, he met Dina one time. Right. Met me one time, you know, sure. the year before. He stopped and said, Mike, man, great to see you again. Dina, nice to meet you. Wow. That's unbelievable. That is crazy. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Aaron, the guy meets a million people mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. And to, and first of all, to stop and oh, speak again. Absolutely. To me, and I've heard, you know, people that work for him say he's difficult to work for. I don't know. No telling. But my experience has been the the guy's pretty phenomenal. Take care of the fans. And guess what? You have a lengthy career. I had a similar story with Taylor Swift. I don't have time to tell it, but got a handwritten note from Taylor Swift thanking for meeting me and meeting my son. And she was so sorry she couldn't go to homecoming with him, but she had a prior engagement. But she was so thankful for the invite. Handwritten note from Taylor Swift. I'm like, it's pretty wow. awesome. It was pretty awesome, really. They, and those are the ones who have those long careers. They you know, know how to take care. You want to know why stars are the way, you know, the you big stars bet. are the big stars. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. Absolutely. No yeah. doubt. Okay. Mm. Coming up at 710, Mario Chavez spoke with us uh, about the, the new tenant out at the GM plant location. We'll talk about. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Cattle Parish Commissioner Mario Chavez. Mario, good morning, sir. Mike, good morning, guys. Tell us about this uh this is to to me this seems like exciting news. We've got a new tenant coming in to the old GM plant location out in West Shreveport. How did this come about? What's the latest information on this? 
Uh, Mike, I'm super excited about this. Um, and I don't know if you can pronounce the name correctly, so let's just call it TK's for now. But <laughs> TK's adds a, a growing steel cluster with companies like Bentler, Turnium, and McElroy Metals and others. So what's cool about this, a lot of people don't know what they do, and I've heard some, some negative stuff. And of Thyssen course, we'll talk Krupp about that. is how they say the Justin Dixon told us. Thyssen Krupp. Ah, that's good. You, you, you nailed it. <laughs> but uh, us in the South, we have a hard time saying that. So Absolutely. What do but, they do? Um, so it's it's a large transportation company in logistics, and the, the GM plant is perfectly poised for that. Uh, you may not know this, but the post office is out there, too. You know Glovis International is out there, and they do automotive distribution. They bring in cars from Mexico, and they push them all over the, the states. The post office is out there with about 100 employees. So now this is going to add to our local area with Bentler still producing steel pipe out there at the port. Well, now we have a local distribution point where things are not only coming in but going out. This is going to make Shreveport amazingly poised for the growth that we need to have here. I'm so excited about this. Do you have any idea? I mean, I'm a little bit uh, mystified by the lack of details with regard to uh, jobs, jobs, timetable, total investment. Um, why don't we have some of those details? Any idea? Well, it's it's been behind the scenes that they've been working with NLEP. And, Aaron, let's, I'll just tell you, frankly, as, as a, a local politician, sometimes these politicians screw these deals up. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I think the government needs to get out of the way and let private business work. And that's exactly what's going on here is we have a huge plant out there, a General Motors plant, and you saw what happened with um, the three-wheel vehicle. Everybody is negative about it. And then we have some amazing news like this that come and leaks out. We don't want people that are coming into our city that are already scared off because the negativity that they see throughout the public on the airwaves and social media just by seeing the negativity. That other thing was a startup. This is not a startup. This TK business has $40 billion in revenue. This is going to be amazing, and although it may not bring a lot of jobs for from TK specifically working there at the plant because it's distribution, what it's going to do is it's going to create – hundreds of jobs in the interim as they're building that out. That plant out there that we, the parish, own, that we don't have to pay anything for, it's it's beautiful. We paid $7.5 million for it. Aaron, do you know that we've recouped every penny of the of the parish money that we paid for that plant? And if the commissioners didn't have the foresight to do that some 10 years ago, it would have been demoed for $8.5 million. It would have been scrapped out, and the only thing the parish people would have to show for it would be a huge slab of concrete. But now we have tons of jobs. We've recouped all of our money, and we have workers going out there that are going to build. They're actually TKs is going in the oldest building out there at the plant, which is super cool because if you own property and you have somebody else that's coming in and investing in your property, it's only going to make it worth more. So we have the parish property that we have this billion dollar company coming in. They're gonna they're gonna take this one million square foot building, the oldest building that we have out there. They're gonna put a brand new roof on there. They're gonna put all new lights in there. They're gonna paint the entire property. They're gonna use local contractors to do all this, and then we're gonna have a better asset than we had before. This is nothing but good stuff for Shreveport and Cattle Parish. Let me ask you this about the IRG and Stuart Lichter's group. You know, a lot of people sure. say that you know. The, not the best deal for the parish and our community, but they have been paying lease payments all along. Have they missed any payments? And and they have, 
they have never missed a payment. A lot of people don't even know how much they're paying, and they had a uh, they had a grace period where they didn't have to pay anything. But Aaron and Mike, you guys know business. Whenever you move a new tenant into your commercial property, you give them some grace period to get set up and get going, and you give them free rent for a little while. We gave them some concessions. But now they're fully caught up on rent, and at the end of this year, their rent will have paid for everything that we paid for that property. They're paying about $61,000 a month in rent right now. And the tenants that occupy that plan, of course, Globus, the post office, now TKs, they pay IRG. And a lot of people were mad about that three-wheel vehicle. Well, the parish didn't rent out the plant to that three-wheel vehicle IRG did, but is, I, it, but is it, IRG making money that the parish could be making? Because they, maybe they're paying you sixty, but maybe they're making a hundred and twenty. You follow me? Of course, but that's business, Aaron. That's business. If we we had a property that if we would have demoed it, we would have nothing. So now we have an amazing opportunity where we have this international company, IRG, that does this for a living. We don't do this for a living. You know, I love Dr. Wilson. I think he runs the parish spectacularly, but he doesn't do this for a living. So it would have been on us to go out there and find these huge corporations. We would have never found TKs. We would have never found Globus International. Now, granted, they did call us just like Amazon called us. A lot of people think that politicians have something to do with bringing in all these huge distribution. Shreveport is poised for growth because of logistically where it's at. And I don't have to go over the, the um, all the things that we have here that are bringing all these companies here. Um, I think a lot of other guys on your show have done a great job about that. But, but we are poised for this distribution all over America because we're in the heart of, of America. But if you were to have gone back, you were not one of the commissioners, I don't believe, that made this deal. Would you have done it differently a little bit? Could we have done it differently or better? It's always easy to Monday morning quarterback, but, but Aaron, looking at it now, we've not only recouped every penny that we spent, and there's jobs out there, and there's more jobs coming, but we've also gained royalties. Did you know that when the GM plant was out there, General Motors never got any royalties from oil and gas? We've leased out that land to oil and gas exploration, and now we've made money off that as well. And more importantly, almost most importantly, because this is important to the taxpayers, we don't pay any carrying costs. So not only have we recouped every penny for the people, if we didn't do what we did and, and push it to IRG and have them manage it, we would have had the carrying cost on that property. And a lot of people that are not in commercial real estate may not know what carrying cost is. But right now, there's about a $345,000 a month carrying cost that IRG foots the bill for. They pay for the lawn care, the bug spray. Nature will always try to take back over, and you have to constantly push it out. They have to take care of everything. They've had to go out there, fix the roof, fix a lot of things. They've invested in our property that we own, we still own it, to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. They put in a $3 million sprinkler system for fire suppression out there, and Mm -hmm. the public doesn't know this. So, Aaron, I think if we would have done something differently, we, you, me, myself, everybody else, would have been on the hook for all these things that we've been able to put out there that IRG has footed the bill. So, sure, they're making money, but they're investing that money back into our property, which is which is poising us to put more business in there, more growth, and it's going to be great for Cattle Parish. Mario Chavez, Cattle Parish Commissioner. Mario, you made a point a moment ago. You said uh, that you didn't seek out um, the PK or, or TK, TK or like Globus International, but that they called us. 
But would that be something that we need, maybe the commission or the or the, the mayor's administration, to have somebody on staff that does go out, maybe, a, a, you know, a lobbyist per se, for the city of Shreveport to go and seek these opportunities? And that's their full-time position. Wouldn't that be something worth having? So, Mike, the easy answer is yes. However, we kind of we kind of have that scenario already. We have the BRF, we have uh, NLEP, we have uh, Cattle Parish. All these joint people together, working together, are are really going to do this. And NLEP, Justin Dixon's group out there, they've done an amazing thing. So you have to not only go out there and bring in the big fish, but you also have to cultivate the local area so that it's ready for those big fish. And that's what Justin's team has really done great at. He came on board and he really started seeing, okay, I'm looking around and I have to get everything ready. I have to get everything ready so that when the big fish do come in, that we have the infrastructure with power, with roads, with infrastructure ready for these guys. The site selectors are going to come in and say, okay, this place is ready to go, turnkey, let's move here. So we have that already. And you and I both know, Mike, because we, we watch the news. The city of Shreveport right now, they have a lot going on. And if we have some guys that are doing a great job, I think it's advantageous for them just to go to the city and allow somebody at the city to help these businesses, and not just the big guys, but the little guys too, mm-hmm. to help navigate the waters of how to get the permitting and how to get the zoning done correctly through the city of Shreveport and let these guys like Justin and the BRF that do this every single day, let them do what they're doing, and collectively we will all be better. Seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty. Lots to talk about this morning. Mm-hmm. We've got the 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 first Methodist Church vote. We need to talk about. Yeah, uh, that's that's big news. Uh, I want to talk about Stonebridge. Okay, yeah, the invite we'll talk about went Stonebridge. Out. We're going to do that later this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the really big thing. You don't say it like that. The really big news. I don't know if it's big news. It's not good. The little squigglies. Is that what you said? <laughs> what? I said nothing of the sort. <laughs> STDs. Yes. Uh, CDC just came out with their report. They send, send it out in April every year. And um, the, the STD rates across the country. And Mike and Rube... It, Louisiana is always, this is the list we're always in the top five. Yay. Yay. We studied we do, hard for this we test. We do good on this test. Good you Lord. know, for chlamydia, we're number three in the country. <laughs> Who knew we would be talking about this in the morning? Chlamydia. Enjoy yeah. your scrambled eggs. Uh, while, you're, while you're listening to it. Congenital syphilis, which is, um, you get it from in the womb, I, I suppose. I'm going this yeah. graphic about it. We're number three. Yay. Yay. Oh, man. Okay, there is one we're doing good on. It's the syphilis. We're not in the top five. I think we're like number 11. Oh, good. Yeah. Go, Louisiana. (laughs) Go. Yeah, but we jump right back up there with gonorrhea. Oh, yeah. We bring it on. Mm -hmm. We're number three. We're number three. (laughs) We're number three. I, we gotta fix this every year. And then when you go down and you, the, the thing is okay, when you, how dr- do you fix it, Aaron? I don't know. But when you drill down into the numbers, 
I could have phrased that differently. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't. Shreveport has always been one of the top cities, and we're not. I New remember. Orleans is now. This know, is how long ago this was. Do I remember correctly? Paul Harvey having a story talking about the number one place to contract syphilis was Cowboys in Bossier City. It it was. Do you it remember was, that? Years and years ago, it absolutely was, and it made the uh, national news. Paul sad, Harvey, yeah. good day. Mm-hmm. Really sad, and I, you know. Now we're not on the top of the list anymore, but the state is still not doing well, and it's disappointing. It really is disappointing, and I, you know, when you look at it, a lot of these states that are on the list are, you know, southern states, and what is it about the southern states where do the little squigglies just do better in the south? I don't know. Uh, maybe prophylactics aren't as popular. Uh, our, our climate is more <laughs> more amenable to their, their growth. Yeah, but, you know... <laughs> Oh, uh, where, where this all comes from. But you can see the full report and all the deets at uh, keelnews.com if you want to follow the story. If I'm you want to ruin your breakfast, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Are uh, you through? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, oh, some, some, something I, I wasn't aware of about Stonebridge. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about that uh, involving china yeah we also have richard nelson he's going to talk to us this morning coming up at 7 40 we believe getting rid of the income tax does he have a shot he starts his big push today there's a story on keelnews.com and and i i saw that gary did that i don't see it happening as much as i would love for it to happen yeah i don't see it either but he's going to push today he's got a way to replace the revenue he's going to explain all that to us he's he's headed to baton rouge now for the committee meeting and we'll catch him on the road we hope richard nelson state representative coming up at 7:40. mike and mccarty One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Could the Louisiana state income tax be a thing of the past? Well, one representative wants to make that happen. Uh, state Rep. Richard Nelson is uh, going to join us just after the break and tell us uh, what he's doing to uh, make that come to come to fruition. Mike and McCarty. One hundred one. One oh one seven FM seven ten keel hit it. Thank you. Mike and McCarty. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, State Representative Richard Nelson on his way to Baton Rouge as we speak. Uh Richard, good morning. Thanks for taking time to talk with us this morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, and Godspeed on your mission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big day in the House Ways and Means Committee. It looks like the the Richard Nelson meeting. Uh, five of the, the or six of the bills are yours. Most of them having to do with getting rid of our income tax. Um, explain your goal. Sure. So it's a it's really a package. All the bills are really linked. Um, there's one constitutional amendment that's really kind of the meat of the discussion, and then the others are just kind of the statutory companions that will uh, kind of accomplish the things outside of the Constitution. But in reality, the, the goal is to 
eliminate the income tax, restructure the tax system, and really give more control and power to local governments to solve people's problems. Build a system that's more like Texas and Florida, uh, the states that are, you know, really near to us that have been much more successful in attracting people and attracting businesses. We're trying to make it Louisiana a competitive place to uh, run a business, to live and work, and I think that that is really the goal, is to uh, let's turn the, the population meter around so that we start blowing up like these other states are. Yeah, we're not reinventing the wheel at all. Other states have already done this, but, uh, you know, one of the biggest arguments is, well, you're eliminating a huge port of the budget. Where is that money going to come from? So with your packages, uh, how are you going to replace the uh, state income tax budget? Sure. So some of it is replaced in with a, a state sales tax and a broader state sales tax. So Texas taxes, for example, some services that we don't tax. So it broadens that base, and then it will actually raise the rate for the state. But then what it does is it lowers the local sales tax and shifts them to a property tax, more of a property tax-based model like Texas or Florida do. So um, really it's just kind of a – it's more of a tax swap than a tax cut because it's really revenue neutral. But what you're going to make up – it's going to, the difference is going to be made up in property taxes that mostly now go to the locals and then as well as a, a broader state sales tax that will – uh, raise a uh, raise a little bit extra money so that the state can cover the loss from the income tax. Will you be lowering the homestead exemption? Is that what you're going to do? So that's part of it. So it lowers the homestead exemption from seventy five thousand to twenty five thousand, which is about what the other states, most other states that have a homestead exemption, have it somewhere in that in that category, including Florida and Texas. So that's what we're doing. Is the first twenty five thousand would be exempt, and then above that you would pay. Okay, and then the sales tax would be increased a smidge. There are those who will say that your your proposal hurts the the least among us, the the folks that can least uh, afford it. How do you respond to that? Well, it also gets rid of some other big tax cuts. So, for example, there's the the ITEP program, which gives uh, 1.3 to 1.5 billion dollars to the largest ma- uh, chemical manufacturers, mostly, and so it also phases that program out. So. There's a, some other elements in there that I think more significantly are, are more valuable that will balance that out. And then we still have, it maintains the exemptions for um, food and prescription drugs and um, residential utilities on the sales tax piece. So there's still that part where you have the things that most, especially lo- uh, poor people, lower income people pay, uh, a lot of their costs are still going to be exempt from the sales tax. So it's not as regressive as if you would just put it all on them. You're going before the House Ways and Means Committee is kind of your first stop. Uh, is that a pretty favorable committee to your ideas? So we've been studying this for the last uh, six months or so. I had a study resolution that I brought last year to kind of dig through the tax code and look through it all. Um, I don't know necessarily how the committee's going to uh, what the committee's going to want to do. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we need to lay the foundation. These are obviously big changes, and I think we I've been working to try and lay the foundation for this. So that, you know, whether, uh, you know, I'm governor or anybody's governor, somebody needs to look at how do you fix Louisiana's long-term problems. And this is, I think, one of the best ways to do it. So do you expect any resolution at all? Do you, I mean, obviously you, you're optimistic. You put a lot of work into it. Uh, or is this more of a, I'm, I'm getting this idea out and, and you know, beginning to the process? 
so I think this is part of the process. I don't know if the it's up to the committee what they want to do. Last time they surprised me and they voted out of the committee. So I, I brought a similar bill in 2021, and you know the the committee all voted it out. So it's it's really up to them. I I'm just there to uh, to you know kind of preach the gospel of what I think we need to do to fix Louisiana. How could this help Louisiana? Does it help bring in business? Does it help bring in people? What is the what is your your hope if we if we have no income tax? next year or whenever i know it phases it out over a few years but if we ultimately get to that are we then competitive with texas with florida so it phases out over four years and yes i think so i think it fixes two problems one is that we're just not competitive when you have an income tax you have an inventory tax you have a corporate franchise tax all those things we we eliminate in this bill um but it also fixes the problem of we really have a system that's centralized in Baton Rouge. And I think especially to people in North Louisiana, every time I'm up in North Louisiana, they tell me, you know, North Louisiana feels forgotten. How do we get our, you know, how do we get our fair share of the money back? And the truth is the best way to do that is to not send it to the capital because it's very difficult to ever get it back. And so when you look at states like Florida and Texas, what they do is they handle most of their problems locally. And I think this creates a system where it's just going to make a government that's better at solving people's problems and much more efficient at it. And so, that's what we're trying to do is not just get rid of the tax, but to also make government better, more efficient, and more responsive to people. Gotcha. State Representative Richard Nelson, candidate for governor of Louisiana. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Drive carefully. 1017. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel. You can't be working on recipes over there. <laughs> I didn't when know there were. When we haven't the, had breakfast in your. I did. You know what I had? I had a little roll, and then I had some pecans this morning. That's what I ate. That was a weird breakfast. It was one of my. I was looking at this recipe. It calls for something cornichones or corn. I, I'm not, I know I'm saying it wrong. The word corn. And then I C H O N S. I C H O N. I never heard of a, a cornichone. Corn. They're like some I sort don't of think pickle. There's an e in it, according to this. There's no e. C O R. Tart French gherkins. What? Whoever knew? Flavorful crisp pickles. Okay. They they're usually on a sh- a charcuterie plate. A sh- <laughs> Char- I don't think it's a charcuterie plate. Char. I never heard of a cornichone. No, I I know that's not how you say it. That's how I own. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought some of those little bitty. um, But these are tart, not sweet. Yeah. Those little cucumbers. I was at the Bossier Market yesterday on Barksdale. I think it's the Barksdale Market. And they had these beautiful little cucumbers that are the size of pickles. And um, I'm going to use them to put in my salads. I always wanted to pickle them, though. I may next weekend. I may go again and buy a bunch and try to pickle them. So, what is that? I mean, you don't just drop them in vinegar, right? I, there's some sort. You put sugar. It depends it, on if you yeah. want them sweet or if you want them sour. You put different flavorings. You put spices in them. And but you I just want put them, them in a jar and soak them. Is you that just all it soak is? them, and and uh, I'll have to learn. I have never tried it. But please message us on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Okay, so, how to make sweet pickles. So if you had your your little cucumbers there, mm-hmm. and you had a bottle of 
uh, a jar of pickles, but you've eaten all the pickles, but it still has all the juice in it. Oh, can you just pour that Could onto you just the cucumbers? Put them in that jar and leave let them in there them for soak? a couple months. Would that work? I don't know. That's a good question. Right. Do you have to poke little holes in the pickles so that it no. sinks in? I don't, I don't know. So. I don't know how to do pickles. I don't get pickles that have little holes in them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't Each either. Swiss. Is that what the little jerkins. knobby knobs on them are? Nope. They have little knobby knobs. <laughs> Isn't that what they're called? You guys are driving the pickle community nuts this morning. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to go crazy on us. The people that really know how to do this are going, oh, gosh, oh, shut the, up. The Idiot, picklers are up. screaming yeah, at the radio are. right now. <laughs> and figs. Oh, my God. Fig preserves. How do you do that? My mom, my mom does fig preserves. We, we had a huge fig tree growing up in our backyard, and oh. she does them, and I never participated. You didn't? I hated picking figs. <laughs> I love figs. I'm, I'm, I like figs raw first. That's my first choice, but I love the fig preserves, too. Those are so good. Guy lives, uh, there's a lot next door to my mom's house that mm-hmm. has a fig tree right next oh. to the sidewalk. You can walk oh, by and just man. pick figs. Well, bring some. It's going to get close. When do, they, when do they? I don't know when they sparkle. Start, is that okay. the word? That's not it. Sparkle. <laughs> what? <laughs> fig sparkle. Hatch? Do they hatch? Yeah, they hatch. They hatch. Yeah, okay, it. my bad. Fig sparkling season. One oh one seven FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and uh, you, earlier this morning you sent me this invitation uh, from from somebody at Stonebridge. Mm-hmm. Now, when years ago we bought four acres off uh, off of Swan Lake Road on Modicalot Road, and we built a house. Right. Our kids were still home. It was the four acres, big four bed, you know, really cool. Before we knew anything that was going, there was nothing out there. If you drove out down that road and and uh, went past that little curve. Where For that, people that don't know where Stonebridge is, describe that. Where It's South it's Bossier. North, north, no. It's North Bossier. North okay, there's Bossier. another one down south. Okay, I mix them up. Yeah, yeah Old Oaks is the one right, in South Bossier. right. Um, if you go, it's, it's, uh, if you go out Swan Lake Road past 220. Okay. And then, a, I, I don't know, half mile past 220. Okay. Turn right on Modicalot Road. All right. Now, back in the day, there was nothing out there. And, yeah. and you drove down Modicalot Road and, and we saw a huge sign that said property, you know, for sale. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was the, the, the guy, the family at that time was selling the acreage. And we bought mm. four acres. Okay. Built a house. Right. And our kids, uh, like I said, the both kids were there. Aaron, they, we built our house, and no sooner had we moved in, they started knocking trees down across the street. And then we found out that the, there's a huge golf development going in. Right across the street from you. Directly across the street wow. from me. And that was the beginnings of Stonebridge. That was the beginnings of Stonebridge. It was good and bad. Mm-hmm. Really good when we went to sell our house. Sure, 10 absolutely. years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but uh, so I, I've been I'm very familiar with with Stonebridge. I, I knew the developer at the time uh, who originally started, you know, developing the property. Then my the, the last thing I remember was it was owned by the uh, police. I think police and firefighters retirement retirement group fund. or something. Yeah. yeah. And that was the last thing. But apparently they haven't owned it. Since 2013, I did not realize that. <sighs> but who does own it is a little disturbing. Yeah, the, there is a meet and greet tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. The invitation has been circulating. April 18th. For a meet and greet with Minister Jing Quan of the Chinese Embassy. And I'm like, what? Um, the owner of Stonebridge is now Chinese and has also bought lots of land around Barksdale. And they're having a meet and greet with Minister Jing. Uh, there's more information about it that they have been, that they've been working on expanding their blueprint. And there's a piece that got sent to me about they're looking for future development. Now, when you say there, Aaron, Chinese the blueprint. The 20th National Congress of the Communist Party of China. Mm -hmm. The central task of China's development, and this is an, a text that got sent to me yesterday, is to advance the rejuvenation of the Chinese nation on all fronts through a Chinese path to modernization and to meet the people's aspirations for a better life. Doesn't that sound lovely? China will remain firm in pursuing an independent foreign policy of peace. This is all writing by Minister Jing, who you can meet tomorrow night if you'd like, at Stonebridge. Because China has purchased Stonebridge. Is that what I'm hearing? That's, well, according to one of the stories back in 2013... They purchased it from the police and firefighters retirement fund. When, and when we say China has bought it, is it just a Chinese man who bought it? Or is it like the Chinese government? Is just Minister Jing has bought it? Minister or Jing, and I'm reading from this from this text. Minister Jing said the 20th National Congress of the Communist Party of China has been successfully concluded, drawing up a blueprint for China's future development, which means buying land and property in the United States. Mm. Wow. Now, if you lived in Stonebridge, how would you feel about the fact that you're now you're, you're now governed by the Chinese Communist Party? Well, you own your house and all that, but but the home the well, homeowners group, the yeah. any any property that is owned by the community of Stonebridge or whatever? Are you going to be able to fly an American flag in front of your home anymore? I'm curious, too, in the text I got, it says that they've also been buying up land around Barksdale. How is that happening? That's kind of frightening. It's, yes, it is. It's very disturbing. Because they can fly little drones over Barksdale, you know, when they when nobody's paying attention. Well, that'll be shot down. We hope. <laughs> we hope. Did we did we shoot down that balloon? How how long did it well, take us to shoot down a balloon? Yeah. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. How long can they fly a little drone over Barksdale before we take action? 
Do we want the Chinese flying over Barksdale with some sort of balloon or drone? No, we know nukes are stored at Barksdale. I'm not letting out some huge secret. Mm -hmm. That's 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 a known commodity at Barksdale. Um, are they still out there? When we when I was kids, well, now whether they're still there or not, I, I yeah. can't say for any. They don't let us see them. But we knew <laughs> there were places that you went, like you were going around toward Flag Lake and toward the reservation, what mm -hmm. we called. Um, there were fenced areas you didn't even play around. Right. You didn't right. go try to climb that fence that had those mounds out there in the fields mm. because you knew you were going to be shot. Yeah. We, that was just common knowledge. And it wasn't some big conspiracy. Oh, you don't really right. just didn't do it. That's where, that's where the nukes are. Well, I think you should go to Stonebridge tomorrow, 6 to 8. I think you should meet Minister Go check my, my old house. See if he can come on the show with us tomorrow. I mean, the, the Wednesday. Say, hey, we'd like to have you on the show to talk about your acquisition of Stonebury, what you're doing with it. Would we, though? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Why are you buying property around Barksdale? What for? What are you doing with Stonebridge? And and we know he'll give us a straight answer. Oh, of course, the he'll truth. Be up front. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course he will. All day. Just like this this message, this flowery message about peace and a better life for communist Chinese. I want. I Ask seriously wonder if if media show up at this event, will they be allowed in? Should, will should I wear my keel shirt? Yeah, I think you should. I think you should stumble right in. <laughs> Uh, you wear know? my MAGA hat and my Keel shirt, <laughs> my Make America Great Again hat that oh, I that bought would in be Washington, D.C. Yeah, that would be interesting. You should try it. You should try to crash it because I didn't get this invite. I, it I got forwarded it. to me. But, you know, you remember the media. You can typically go cover an event where a minister from China is in town. That's a news newsworthy story. Am I allowed to carry? I don't know about that one. <laughs> I think you might face searching at the door is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's interesting to see it. People are people are a little bit scared when they see it. And I, and I got this text from a few people. They're like, what is going on? That's I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I, I'd be interested to hear from uh, residents in uh, in Stonebridge. Did you know the Chinese Did owned it? Did you know it? this? Mm -hmm. Does it disturb you? Right. That's bizarre yeah. very bizarre uh, very interesting uh, mm. a lot a lot more questions than answers yeah uh fletch has sports coming up next mike and mccarty 1017 fm 710 keel.com start things off with One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I asked a friend of mine one time, when the weather is like it is today, I can see out this window. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, Aaron! This weekend was amazing. Yes, it was so gorgeous. And I asked, I asked a friend of mine. I said, "Why don't we live someplace where it's like this all the time?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, "I know, except for the fact that a loaf of bread costs twelve dollars right. in those places." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I went there to is the uh, Barksdale Market yesterday, which they hold um, every Sunday. I think it's till two in the afternoon, like nine to two or something like that. And they do it. It's on Barksdale Boulevard, the thirty-two. 200 block in an area you wouldn't think but but 
Yeah, we got now out there. Where is it? I was going to ask you that earlier. It's between um, Shreveport Barksdale Bridge and Jimmy Davis, and it's kind of in a in a kind of a parking lot. It's hard to describe the thirty two hundred block, and there's there's room for parking, but it was crowded yesterday. So it's on. It's just on Barksdale Boulevard. Yep, right As there. You're going you'll like see towards it. Shady Grove from yeah, Barksdale Air Force mm-hmm, Base, and it's okay. Uh, all kind of vendors. They're selling, you know, produce. You've got crafts. You've got little toddler clothes. You've got, um, they had a beautiful lemonade stand. You had some barbecue out there. You can go and have lunch and then wander through the vendors. The jellies, I'm so sad I didn't pick up and snag one of the watermelon jellies. Please save one for me for this coming weekend. I need, I should have bought it and I just didn't, but I got some little, little cucumbers. I got a big old thing of lettuce, fresh lettuce. Um, I got some olive oil. So it was, it was a farmer's market or what? It's a, it's like just a market. A vendor's market. Yeah. And there are all kind of little vendors. There were, there were all kind of homemade crafts, um, jewelry, clothing. I mean, it was really spectacular and it was a beautiful day, but it was the wind Sunday. If you got out at all Sunday, it made it really chilly. And there was a lady that had, she had two little, little youngsters in a um wagon and they were wearing like sleeveless dresses and she had to go to the car and get a blanket out for them because they were getting too cold because that wind was blowing but that you know to see those kind of events in our community where it was packed literally and, and i saw i think a couple of the tv stations actually showed up to shoot video because it was one of those things that they just started to do they're going to do it every sunday and you can get all kind of cool things just, I mean, beautiful. They, they had these beautiful wooden trays that had like an American flag in the bottom of them. You know, that it was a wooden tray, but mm-hmm. you see the flag covers the whole bottom. And I thought, man, that is absolutely gorgeous handiwork. And I loved it. And I encourage you to next Sunday, go out there, but leave me the watermelon jelly. Don't buy up all the jelly. I need to, I need to get Freeport one. Farmer's Market gets mm-hmm. underway, I think, in June. After, yeah, after Mudbug Madness, they have right. to wait to get Festival Plaza till after that. Okay. And then, cause, cause Mudbug Madness we takes love up the going whole, down there on Saturday oh, mornings. It's one it, of our favorite things to do. Absolutely a blast. And you talk about those things popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, downtown on Texas Street next to CNC Mercan, Mercantile. Yes. Mercantile? What do you say? Mercantile? 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 Either one's good. Um, they've got an empty lot there and they have started doing uh, a, a vendor's market periodically. Yes. That is so much little live music, food oh. trucks down there, yeah. vendors, perfect, cool stuff. I, I love stuff like that. Absolutely. It's going on in our area. And, and, and it's important that we support these kind of things because, you know, then, then we can have more great things. The more that I these agree. local events succeed, then we can have more of them and they can pop up all over the, the community. And you know, it looked like all of Bozier was there. I mean, it was packed. I, I happened upon a really great parking spot. And when I was leaving, there was like four cars. They were, they were going to have fighting, a duke, a duke it out. Like, yeah. who's going to get it when she pulls out? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I didn't, it, I, I didn't even hear about this. I didn't hear too I much like about to it. Check that out. I know I had a friend who invited me and I said, absolutely. I'll meet you over there. We probably should have parked and, you know, driven in just one car because parking got to be a little bit of a premium later in the day. But it was absolutely beautiful. I'm curious to know exactly where it was. You it's hard to describe. Line. 3200 block. It, well, you know, what, what were the businesses around? I there? can't even, I can't, it's nothing, nothing that you'll know. I mean, nothing really close. Just next time you, you drive up Barksdale. I know or don't know. <laughs> 
I grew up in Bossier. You'll know it when you see it. Just look in the 20, 3200 block. Um, again, between Shreveport Barksdale. And it's not too far from Shreveport Barksdale. It's only... Because there's like Bossier Hardware right there on the right as you're going south. Right next to that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. I didn't notice the other businesses. There's a, oh, well... <laughs> You're no help at all. Look on your Google Maps and you'll see it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what was it called? You don't know that either. Barksdale Market, I think, is what it's called. Okay. But yeah, it, it was wonderful. 3224 Barksdale Boulevard. Look it up. You'll <laughs> well, see thanks it. Thanks for clearing that Do up. Do a little Googan. <laughs> 1017FM. Seven FM seven ten Kiel. Also a free download, courtesy of Office Furniture Source, the free Kiel app, where you can connect to us. Yes. Got an email just now. Says the pop up market on Barksdale was in a parking lot, a vacant lot, before you get to USA Cafe. Okay, Thank so you. how hard how hard was that? I don't Across know what Bel-Air. I don't know what USA where USA. I didn't it see used to anything be the else. Teddy Bear Cafe. Remember that years ago? Oh yeah, years ago. Teddy Bear. I didn't see that anywhere in the in, in where I no I didn't pay attention I saw enter here I entered here parked and got out I didn't see anything next door do I pay attention to detail very rarely okay, you should as a <laughs> as a woman I get these I know I get these videos all the time somebody posted a video about there were like slices of cheese on a car mm-hmm. and the lady said girls ladies if you go out you leave the store and there's this is on your car don't stop and clean it up. What? Or there's a tissue stuck in the handle of the door. Oh, man. Be careful because uh, what that means is somebody has put some chemical on that tissue oh, gosh. that will disorient you and then you are a victim of, you know. Oh, my gosh. They there, do all kind of stuff. Another lady stuff. was coming out and, and a van had parked right next to her driver's side of her car mm. with the pat, with the side sliding door open. Oh, no. And she goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to go try to get in my car. No, 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 no. I would not do that. Now, I, I say wait. all that to say, pay attention, Aaron, to your surroundings. <laughs> I know, I know. My daughter, uh, she swam, you know, people know she swam for cost mm-hmm. for years. They went to a swim meet in West Monroe. Dina drove over there. I, I wasn't able to go. They got to the hotel, couldn't check into the hotel yet. They So Dina said, let's go to a movie. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to the hotel. Yeah. This was like a Friday night. So they go to a movie. They go back to the hotel. Now it's late at night. Right. And, they're, and they pull into the parking lot. Dina gets out of the car. Micah, my daughter, looks over and then in, in the back of the parking lot, watches a man sitting in a car, pull a mask down over his face whoa. and putting gloves on. Whoa, 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 whoa. And Micah goes, Mom. Now, Micah's like 14. Okay. Wow. And she says, Mom, get in the car. What? What? Get in the car. Get in the, get car. In the car. Yeah. What? Micah literally throws the bags back in the trunk, throws Tina in the passenger side, oh. and jumps in the car and leaves. Man. And she's always paying attention like that. You really have to pay attention. I should have paid better attention. Barksdale Boulevard, 3200 block, the Barksdale, <laughs> the Barksdale Market. 
Oh, it was wonderful. So you next need to time go. I ask you, I'll know exactly what it was next to. Of course. <laughs> pay attention. I'll pay attention. Thank you. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Sorry, I was just kind of doing a little dance. I love that. Can you music. stop doing that, please? No. I'll stop, but my body keeps going for a few minutes. <laughs> You're twitching? No. It's not the twitching. Oh, okay. It's like uh Kevin James had a routine to stand up one time and he said, I just want to lose enough weight to when I stop brushing my teeth, my body stops jiggling. <laughs> I was like, that's not funny. Oh, gosh. I I, I saw a post earlier, uh, a friend of mine posted on Facebook about um, what's the most, what's the most famous person that you've met? How did Mm -hmm. he word it? What was the wording on it? Was uh, the most famous person uh, that you've ever spoken to? Okay. Hmm. And, and. And, and there's some interesting, you know, people are replying. There's 300 comments. Sure. And uh, LeVar Burton, Bill Clinton, uh-huh. Bob, you know, so people have met some yeah. fascinating people. And because we had the film industry here uh, for a while anyway, mm-hmm. there were some star sightings. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Sandra Bullock, the, we, uh, when I was uh, at Channel 3, one of the guys came in and goes, Hey, they're filming down the street at the Brookshire's. Yeah. Sandra Bullock is at the Brookshire's. I know. You don't think I didn't jump in my car and yeah. go down to the Brookshire's? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. And she's a little bitty thing, by the way. She is tiny. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I did. And you could just walk in the Brookshire's. They weren't stopping people. That's crazy. Which blew my mind. I, I mean, I guess the production didn't shut the store down. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't go walking up in through the, you know, the, the, right. the set. Uh, but I did see her. That's crazy. I've met, I've, met a, <laughs> I've met quite a few over the years. You know, it, you you get, you know, I, my my favorite one was probably uh, Paul McCartney. Um, years and years ago. Now, who is he? <laughs> Thank you, Ruben, for laughing. Wow. wow. Okay. You're such a doodlehead. Uh, speaking of speaking of tiny people, I met uh, Tim Blake Nelson when he was here shooting. Uh, I think it was Leaves of Grass was the yes. name of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I met Tim Blake Nelson. He he is very short. Wow. I'm, I'm only I'm only five seven, and he was shorter than me. So, He's a nice guy. <laughs> I, super nice. I actually auditioned for that film, and when I went in, he was the one I read with. I, oh, nice. Very yeah, nice. It was like cool. I'm like, hey, there's Delmar. I oh, wouldn't say that cool. out loud. We were yeah. shooting at Shreveport Regional Airport, and I was an extra slash billboard for Zebco because I guess I guess they needed the product placement. <laughs> wow. And that's why he walked up to me they and started gave you talking a to Zebco me. Zebco shirt? Yeah, yeah. He walked right up to me and he said, oh, I guess you're my Zebco billboard. I'm going to need you here, here, and here. I'm Tim, by the way. And, you know. <laughs> It's oh, very nice. man. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, had, I had a scene with Gerard Butler when we did that soccer film. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. I played a really, really bad soccer coach. <laughs> and he was Where did they film all that? Uh we did ours I did my my few days at Ford Park. Okay. That's where we They did were. some of it at Cargill, I think, too. 
um, the, they were all over town. They had a lot of soccer moms involved in that one. I'm sure. Which was, uh, which was fun for, cause that's the time I was with Cabosa. I was on their board and everybody was talking about, oh, I'm doing the soccer thing today. And you know, I'm good. a lot oh. of them had to go sit with their kids cause their kids were involved, but you had to have a parent sit out there with them. So I, I made Gerard Butler laugh. Did the, you? The, the script said, and this was in the script, that I was to kick the ball looking like a palsied chimp. A palsied chimp. Right. So okay. Uncoordinated, obviously, you know, couldn't do it. So wow. I kicked with my right foot, you know, mm-hmm. and I just made it really awkward. Oh, my. And uh, with my toes. You know, didn't, <laughs> yes. use, didn't do the soccer kick. I right. kicked with my toes and it went way errant. Oh, gosh. And, uh, and after we cut, he came back. He came down and goes, and he was just dying laughing. He says, that was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Almost yeah. pissed my pants. I'm laughing Oh, that's so, hard. so funny. Like, yeah, that's cool. Me and Gerard are great friends. We're buds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a picture? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's God. what you want to do on set with another actor. We've had so many films done here. I mean, there's a lot of people who've met Kevin Costner. Yeah. Um, he was real good. At Demi Moore, a lot of people. She was a little bit of a problem, but a lot of people said they had encounters with her uh, when she was in town. So many. There's too, too many to list. And they were all fun. It was all, Yeah. I hope we get that back. And and I, I ran into some girls one time that were that talked about Rain Wilson. He did that the the superhero movie. Remember what was the name of that? I, uh, was it Kick Ass or was no. it Super Super? Uh, yeah, Ellen yeah, yeah. Page. Okay. Um, back when she was cute. Um, and and he had he they were shooting at a house next to this office and the girls in the office were like oh he's such a jerk he's such mm-hmm. a jerk yeah and he's not <laughs> no. he was between shots he had to run over and use the phone and get back on set oh, and they're okay. all like can we get pictures can right. we get? and he's like i'm sorry i don't have time yeah so they meet him for 12 seconds and then determine, <laughs> judge him. He's, yeah. He's a jerk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. That's the man silly. was at work. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they, sh- they shot a lot of, it was super, by the way. And, they, yeah, they did shoot a lot of that movie at a friend of mine's house in Highland, actually. Yeah, it was really? in Highland. Yeah. It was in Highland, that wow. house. Did yep. he get good money for renting the house out? I bet, huh? I have no clue. Wow. Well, it wasn't, he was renting the house himself, so I, mean, oh, I, I really so have no idea. so he didn't get the, oh, yeah. poor thing. No. He got booted out of his house for no cash? Oh, yikes. Oh. I'm sure they compensated him somehow. Somehow, because yeah. he had to move, yeah. Well, you hope. We got to take a break. What I would say. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty. I've got to go through my closet. We did that, Aaron. Is it bad? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I keep going. I, I honestly, I, I have gone through it, and I go, okay, I haven't worn this in you know, yeah, a, a year. Come I, on, I have a two year rule. But I, but I look, I look at it and go, no, I like this. Yeah. I want to wear. I'm going to wear this again. And, and then I wear the same, you know, four mm-hmm. shirts over and over and over. My rule is, uh, um, except for the fancy stuff that you may wear, you know, you may wear it, you know, if you have a long dress, you might wear it every other year, every three years. Well, my long dresses are in a yeah. different area. And your high heels, are in they my... in like a shoe bag or something? I'm not even joking about that. <laughs> 
but you go through if you go through like we did the we did two we did a utility room and two closets this weekend i say we my, my son did most of the work i did a little bit i would like Pile A, pile B, pile, you know. Okay, right. <laughs> and he did all the hauling. But he was finishing up the, I have a closet under my staircase, and I put a bunch of stuff in a pile for trash when he wasn't there. And then I go swim. He came back home from his run, and he takes and finishes out that staircase closet. And then he took all the stuff I had in the big piles for the gar- for garbage, <laughs> and he put them back in the closet. <laughs> He's like, you didn't tell me that was trash. I just put them by the trash can. They were in boxes. And so I'm going to have to go and make sure that today he he put out, you know, those four boxes were trash. They needed to go. Now, what is your trash day? Uh, Monday. So it's today. So I'm hoping he put it out today. Um, We shall see. Today's a federal holiday. Is that correct? It's Emancipation Day and it is a federal holiday. That's why I was wondering, why is tax day not today? You know, it's usually on the fifteenth. Okay. And if the fifteenth is a ho- is a, a weekend, weekend right? then it's the next Monday. And I'm like, why is it not today? Well, today is Emancipation Day, which is a federal holiday. So your tax deadline is tomorrow. If you haven't filed your taxes yet, they're due tomorrow, or at least file an extension to give yourself some more time, which is what I'm going to probably do because I don't want to grind it out tomorrow. Even though you file an extension, you still have to pay. You, you still you, have if to if pay. You, owe. If you still you, have yeah. to send that check in. Right. If you if you believe you're going to so owe. So you're not going to extend your time that you have to pay. No, you no. Gotta send I that try check. to get mine where it balances, where I, I owe I owe that's, them 20 or 30 bucks and that's maybe that's it. That's what you want to do. Or People they owe go, me. I'm getting $2,000. That means no. you're letting the government use your money all year interest free. Yeah. No. And you know how good the government is with your money. Exactly. They do a great job with it, don't they? You don't want to owe a lot at the end of the year, but you don't want a big refund coming back. That means you're not withholding at the proper rate. Yeah. And, and you're, and the government is wasting your money. I mean, using your money and you could be using that to earn something else. So that's what I try to do. Um, but we'll see. We'll I'd see rather, what happens. I'd rather use my money and not let the federal government decide for me. But you because know, there are a lot have, of people. They invest in things I don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are a ton of people that love team. to get that check back. I, when I get my taxes, I'm going to do this. When I get, I'll pay you back as soon as I get my taxes. Or And I'm like, you could have paid me back if you'd have just been collecting that money all along instead of giving it to the government. Right. So I, I don't understand that argument because I think that's silly. But people love to get that big check back and then they can go do special things. I think it's crazy. You're but. paying too much mm-hmm. during the year. Just, yeah. Just letting you know. Fix it up. Make it a great Monday. 